0: Run your next PB at the Gold Coast Marathon in 2023. Fast, flat and scenic. There is an event distance for everyone. From the full marathon to the kids 2 and 4 kilometre junior dash. Enter now at goldcoastmarathon.com.au episode 292 of the Inside Running Podcast. It's been a big week in the world of distance running. We've seen world records and Australian records fall, and 16-year-old Cameron Myers continues to make headlines. We'll be discussing all of that, as well as training talk thanks to the Gold Coast Marathon. The boy from Echuca Moama has just returned from a business trip to Japan with Lululemon, so he won't be joining us, but we have a big name replacing him. But firstly, welcome to the 214 man who is currently on a training camp up in Noosa. How are you, Moose?
1: I'm good, mate. I
0: doubled today. saw so sure I, that.
1: I am thinking this is
0: more like a training camp. I reckon, I reckon I can pull it off. Does um does it bring back memories of when you were actually running up there and you're fit? Um,
1: I'm not sure I've ever been here fit before. But running doubles brings back memories of of being a proper athlete because you change your day for it. Like mm. you're not having a beer at 2:30 or. You're not smashing down some sort of like high um, or like intolerable food before you have to double run. And then you finish the run, you feel a little bit more tired and your your whole day changes, your whole mindset changes when you're running twice a day.
0: So you're doing much work up there? No, no, I'm trying not to
1: anyway. Uh, this is supposed to be a holiday, like a proper holiday, and it's been good. Like the weather's been shit. It's been raining like literally nonstop but um, we've found stuff to do. Lucky Pia loves swimming, so we've been in the swimming pool even though it's raining.
0: Well, let's introduce our guest. But I'm going to put you on the spot, Moose, because, um, yeah, this week's guest she's a regular on the show, and um, but you know her best. And so it'd be interesting to see what you what the thing what things you would include in her intro outside of like PBs and other running related achievements. So over to you.
1: Yeah, well, you actually summed it up quite well about five minutes ago. You just you said she's a little bit shitter version of Jess Stenson. <laughs> so she's a mum, she's a physio, but she's not quite as good of a runner as Jess is.
0: Uh, threw me under the bus there, Moose.
1: No, you've I, done well. I reckon you've nailed it.
0: Uh, I did not say that, did I, Ellie? <laughs> no,
2: that definitely sounds like something Julian
3: would say
1: about me. Um, well, I noticed, I'll mention your running, your running results, Ali. So, um, in 2010, you ran 35.56 to come eighth at Zatapec. so that was pretty good, wasn't it? So eight, top ten in the country. Um, yeah. That Zatapec's year.
2: <laughs> progressed a bit since then, I think.
1: Eighth place with 35.56. That doesn't even get you in the field anymore.
3: No.
1: Um, You won Nail Can Hill Race that year as well. So that was a good year for your running. Um, Since then, you've turned into a great 10,000-metre runner. So I know you like to tell people you're a marathoner, but I had a look at your World world Athletics profile, and in your top 10 best results, four of them are from 10K races, three of them a marathon, and three of them a half marathon. So I'm not yeah, sure. Right. How, I'm not sure how you get away calling yourself a marathoner with with that sort of lineup of top ten. Um, you're the fourth best okay netballer in your family. <laughs> 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 that <laughs> is
3: true, actually.
1: <laughs> um, Croak. She has a really weird autistic dog. Uh, like hates affection. Will not come near people. Um, sort of proves. Dogs are very much like their owner theory. <laughs> She's the mother of my daughter's best friend. So it looks like we're going to have to spend more time together in the future. Assistant to the manager of Run Strong Online Coaching. Um, somehow locked down the best-looking man ever to come out of central Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably your greatest performance, out. well, including anything running-related.
2: Batting above.
1: for sure um she transitioned from the flakiest least committed person i've ever met to the exact opposite of that there's never been a greater transformation of someone's someone's sort of whole world i don't think there has i've never seen it anyway um queen of surf coast track club and has an innate ability to pump up the tires of those who have had the worst races on the weekend Incredibly humble and the cruisiest athlete on the surface, with a fierce competitive drive and massive ego lurking underneath. <laughs> very rarely. Seems like
2: someone else wrote all the nice things and then you added something <laughs>
1: to them. <laughs> I don't think that's. We both agree that's not a that's not a criticism. Um, very rarely shows that side to those outside uh, her bubble, except on race day. Approaches training with a no bullshit approach, hates shortcuts and those who make excuses. I would call, I would say that she's the definition of an old school, tough athlete. Uh, would fit in if you threw her into like a 1980s male only long run, um, <laughs> like running in Canberra, you know, that sort of vibe, folks. Mm. Yeah. You, you were around then, you would have seen it. Um and I
2: reckon I whinge too much for that.
1: Yeah, I don't think you like,
2: Shut this girl up.
1: <laughs> uh, and just for some background, like we became friends after we were working together at the running store, but you invited me to go on a uh, New Zealand ski trip with Joe's and a couple of your other buddies after I'd just broken up with a girlfriend. And that's how uh, we became friends. I don't know if you remember that. That was a yeah. fun no snow. <laughs> Just put it to the back of a memory. (laughs) Me and Paul Carmody enjoyed our time. We were the two single guys on that trip.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We basically brought you for him. We needed someone to be Carmody's night friend. (laughs) We all wanted to go home.
0: Well, that was thorough, Moose. I didn't expect quite – well, well, yeah. (laughs) I didn't really put you on – I should – Yeah. I didn't really put you on the spot, did I? I told you about an hour ago that you're going to introduce Ellie. But <laughs> that didn't sound like it was off the cuff. <laughs> no, well, the first bit, the first bit was off the cuff. Yeah, the bit about you know a bit a bit shitter than Jess. Oh well, that was you, not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, welcome back, Ellie. Back. Welcome back, and yeah, thanks for coming on. It's I thought it was a good opportunity to get you on because you know since London, Julian's had a few sort of pot shots at you. Um, so your opportunity tonight to get back at him.
2: Yeah, this is this will be good. When he does a moose on the loose about me, at least I'll be able to fire back today. Rather than Mm. I usually listen to it while I'm running, just get really angry. But
0: well, the two that I yeah, the two that I remember was one he had to go at your training, one of your early training sessions after London about cooking it. Um, and the other one was when you went to pick up your bib at AV that um, <laughs> you didn't basically say your name because uh, you just assumed that they would know who you were.
2: That was actually Brady that
3: said that
0: one. Yeah, that was, was Brady. Uh, I went, yeah. And then someone else said it the other day
1: that you went to the coffee van at Bendigo <laughs> and you didn't that even guy. give them a name because you assumed that they knew who you were. These are just coffee knew people, Ali. I I going to tell you guys
2: about that. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know they needed a name and then called me back. <laughs> Wait,
1: who the fuck are you again? How am I supposed – like, they're, they're just a couple of, like, little coffee baristas in uh, Bendigo. I don't... Yeah. All mm. right.
0: Well, let's get on to a bit of running. So, um, Ellie, I want to just chat a bit about um, post-London. So, obviously, London didn't go the way that you wanted, Um And how did that sort of month after London look for you in terms of like, you know, recovering physically um, and like how was the motivation to sort of get back training again?
2: Yeah, like physically I actually pulled up really well. I wasn't particularly sore and and I jumped on the plane, you know, at 6am or something the morning after the race. So I I thought I was going to be really sore doing that. But I actually... Yeah, I pulled up okay. Um, Mentally, I think I needed—I definitely needed a bit of a break. So I think I had a week and a half or so off running completely, uh, which was nice. Just you know, getting up in the morning, not having to plan your whole day around running. Um, And then yeah, got back into it fairly quickly. I would say I think I had a few days of just jogging, you know, half an hour or so, and then a week of easy running I think and then got straight back into sessions the week after that so I've been back training for a few weeks now properly and yeah like I feel I feel good I feel like you know when you come back after a marathon um, it it sort of for me it always takes I reckon seven or eight weeks to feel good again I, I so I feel like I'm not quite back but yeah, I think I'm not too far off it. So I think London was about five or six weeks ago now, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, motivation's really high again. I've got some races coming up. And, yeah, I mean, a dis- disappointing result always, I think, mm-hmm. makes you hungry to to just to put, you know, I think, like, for me, I'd be really uh, happy this year if I can put a couple of decent 10 and half marathon times on the board just to sort of feel like I'm yeah, feel like mm. I'm back because it's it's been a while since I've run a good 10K or a half marathon um, just because like pre-Olympics with all the COVID, there actually weren't a lot of races. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and sort of focus on that for the next few months and see what I can do. But, yeah, feeling good, disappointed, but I'm kind mm. of over it now and ready to go again.
0: And so a lot of our listeners wouldn't have uh, followed the Road to London series. And so for those people, um, like you did get sick in the lead-up but if and it's a question for Julian as well, if you look back at that training block outside of getting sick, is there anything that you would have changed or felt like was missing that you'll um, you know, change for the next marathon prep? Uh
2: I don't think so, to be to be honest. Like I I actually thought the block went pretty well. Um I, I probably did as much mileage as I could tolerate at the time. Uh just just because I was coming off not much of a base. So we were still almost building as that block went on. Uh, so next block, I mean, we've talked about some different things that we might try in the future. I just have to sort of work it out logistically with Tiggy now, like we've, we have had a chat about maybe trying some double threshold days and things like that, um, which I'm keen to do. And and I'm, I'm keen to try and do a little bit more mileage. I'm just a, pretty much stopped feeding now so I think that will help uh, with that as well so yeah I mean I don't think we'll change anything drastically in this next few months but I'm sure down the track like Jules always likes to try new things and kind of adjust the way we do things a little bit but the you know the core philosophy will still be the same I guess it'll just be trying to build on that last block
0: yeah and um, since London you raced one of the AV races happy with that
2: Yeah, I was like, I was a little bit disappointed I didn't beat Julian's time because we had a bit of a (laughs) chat about that beforehand. Um, But yeah, no, I was happy. Like that was first race back coming off a marathon. Cross country is, I reckon, a pretty tough way to get back into it. I mean, it's nice because there's no focus on pace or anything like that. But it really, yeah, it really sort of shocks your legs back to to running hard again. So um, yeah, that, that was good fun and i I, like the xcr races are just so much fun and we've got a really good girls team this year for geelong uh as well as the guys who've sort of been building for the last couple of years so yeah that was that was good but yeah back on the roads over the next couple of months mixed in with some cross-country stuff so that should be fun
0: yeah and i've got one more question before i guess if, if julian wants to ask more questions or we go into your training week um But what's sort of coming up? So I know you've got Launceston half this coming weekend and then Gold Coast half in like four weeks. But the second half of the year, like is the world half marathon champs on the radar or will you focus on trying to get a marathon in, um, you know, to qualify for Paris between now and the end of the year?
2: Yeah, yeah. So the big focus will obviously be the marathon. So anything – that I do between now and April next year or whenever the qualifying period finishes will be based around what marathons I'm doing. So at the moment I'm I'm looking at hopefully doing Valencia at the start of December, um, which just gives me yeah a bit more time, I think, to recover from London and get a bit fitter before I go into my next marathon block. So world half marathon champs, I mean, I would have to qualify for that anyway. And I haven't, really thought about that as to where that fits in is that in october did you say
0: yeah it's first of october um yeah which which obviously i think you know if you run a good one on the gold coast or at launceston like you know because i think it's um is it they take four and three count or you know something like that
2: yeah something like that um i I did world half marathon champs a few years ago and it was really fun it'll just yeah i think the only problem with that would be two trips to Europe. Like, it, it's far enough out from the marathon that it probably wouldn't matter, but it would still interrupt your training block a little bit. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure about that. Like, I'm pretty keen to do some domestic races, um, yeah, as much like as many sort of 10K and half marathon distance ones as I can fit in, but ultimately the marathon will be my main goal and I'll probably look at doing another one next year as well. Um, like, I think it's going to become, you know, Making that team is going to be so difficult that I think every we're all going to be probably trying to race right up until the end of the qualifying period to to try and get that third spot. Um, so yeah, everything else will be geared around that. So I haven't really looked too far ahead at the moment, other than trying to work out which marathon I'm going to do first.
0: Any anything you want to add there,
1: Coach? Oh, not answers, but I've got I've got two questions. Um, the first one is. You were, what, uh, 13 months? How old's Tiggy? 11 months. 11 months. Is has, has running
2: – don't even know how old Piers' best friend is.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they're all about that. They're all about <laughs> – um, Nearly one. Nearly one. Has running as a mum been easier or harder than you thought it would be when you got pregnant?
3: So far,
2: maybe easier. <laughs> I, don't, that, I don't know that, that that would be everybody's experience. I think. Don't, like, no, you don't need to be, you don't need to
1: make it inoffensive. That Just might piss an, some people off. Maybe. Answer it honestly.
2: Yeah. Like, I mean, it's harder than before I had a child, but it's not, I was preparing myself for the absolute worst. I think, like, no sleep, um, you know, really difficult logistically. But it, we've, I think sleep has been the biggest thing for us that has probably made it easier than i thought in that she's a like Tig's actually a really good sleeper and it's pretty reliable as far as um you know i know like i've had to change my sleeping habits a bit but i can i still know how to get a decent sleep each night and as far as like doing my doubles and stuff in the afternoon, she's pretty reliable with when she has her afternoon sleep so that allows me to do that during that time. Like I think it's probably going to get harder as she gets older but so far it's been, yeah, not too bad. Like it def, you know, it was it was hard at the start and I've had to work really hard to get fit again but no harder than, um, you know, people that have had a big chunk of time out with injury. I wouldn't say, you know, or like recovering from surgery or something like that. So it's yeah, it's taken a long time. Like it's we're nearly 12 months and I still feel like I'm not quite back to full fitness, but I I thought it was going to be worse, I think.
1: What about like a strength perspective, uh like in the gym? Have you noticed a change in what you can do or do you feel like you're back to strength there?
2: Um No, like I'm, I think I'm a lot weaker still, but I think that's also partly because I haven't been able to get to the gym as much. Uh, So like before I had her, I was actually really diligent with going to the gym twice a week and I was doing a fairly intense program. Whereas now I do most of my strength stuff at home and occasionally get to the gym. So it's a lot lower level anyway, but even when I have been able to get to the gym, yeah, I'm nowhere near as strong. And that was, the big thing I think I noticed, um, yeah, particularly in probably the first six months coming back, I was so weak. And I think even my muscles are only really just coming back now in my legs. Like I felt like I was still quite wasted through my legs for a long time. And yeah, I think I've still got a bit of a way to go there, but it's coming back.
1: And what nutritional what new changes to nutrition specifically have you made, um, on advice from like the, the dietitian? now that you're, well, well, um, as being a mother, like as a breastfeeding mother, because I was yeah. interested in this when you told me that.
2: Yeah, that was, that was actually, um, a, that was pretty crazy how much food I had to eat to be able to do both. So, I started seeing Jess pretty much as soon as I started running just because I was really conscious of making sure I was eating enough that it wouldn't uh, training wouldn't affect my milk supply or just with injury risk. Like you hear so many stories of women coming back after having children and getting bone stress injuries, um, you know, partly because of like just calorie, you know, insufficient calories but also obviously the baby's taking all the nutrients from you so all of your calcium and iron and things like that so I worked with Jess the whole way through I was seeing her probably maybe every 2 weeks um to try and cuz I was struggling to maintain my weight so once my training increased I kept losing weight and I couldn't like I couldn't get back to you know what I know is a sort of healthy weight for me so we I was basically just eating like a carb load amount of food every single day um but I also had to be conscious of yeah getting like extra nutrients so much more protein than I had before um and more fat than I had before as well as yeah a really high carb diet uh and it was it got to the point where I was eating like um you know I was having like two custard desserts every night no- like everything was doubled up basically so you know two bowls of cocoa pops in the afternoon and then two rice custards after dinner and then supper before I went to bed and then two. <laughs> you,
1: bre- eat like, like- you eat like a like a 10 year old boy <laughs> it,
2: that was exactly what it was like I it was like a teenage boy's diet where it was like I couldn't get enough in and I was really hungry as well but also it, I got to the point where I was really having to force it down just because yeah, but once I once I did that and, I, like, I was actually able to maintain my weight and get it back up a little bit, that, like, it's better now that I've sort of about to stop or pretty much stopped feeding. But, yeah, it was crazy. Like, if people saw what I was eating in a day, they would have been fascinated. But, yeah, Jess was awesome at um, helping with that. Like, I yeah, she definitely saved me from getting injured i reckon
1: so do you have a basement weight that you'd like not allowed to get to and then if you do you have to go up like how do you decide how how light you get
2: uh well it was probably more me like i knew what i weighed before um before i got pregnant so when we were training for tokyo in 2021 we were doing a lot of weight weight weight-based stuff because of all the heat training we were doing and um yeah, like hydration measurements and stuff. So I knew roughly what I weighed then and that was that's me pretty lean probably leading into the Olympics. So then like once I started training again, like I could feel that I was just losing weight. So I kept an eye on it and then I actually got lighter than that uh, and I tried to get back up above that basically. So for me I feel like, yeah, uh, you know, I want to stay probably around that or slightly above that. At all yep. times, because I know that that's healthy for me, and I feel like it's it's also actually tricky to tell when you're when you're breastfeeding as well, because you're not getting your period, you don't actually know if you're going into that um, state of reds. Say you don't you don't have that feedback, so I basically just went off yeah, what I knew was healthy for me, and then tried to get back up to that.
1: Yeah, interesting. All right, last oh, question. Sorry, croaks. There you go. I didn't ask my second one yet. Um, Did you, have you, are you having any doubts that your best has passed?
2: Uh, No.
0: Okay. Well, World World Cross should, uh, yeah, like, you know, that was a great run. And, you know, if anything, you're going to be fitter in the future than you were at World Cross because you hadn't been running for that long.
1: Well, she said no, Croaks. Even if you might think yes, she said no. You don't have to convince her. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't,
2: like, there's no reason. I mean, I mean your you best know.
1: marathon was four years ago, Ali.
2: Yeah, I know. And all of my best, my times, I haven't run a good time since 2019. Like, I'm well uh, aware of that. But I still, yeah, I don't, I don't think that uh, going through um, pregnancy and childbirth, changes anything like I know it does obviously for that time period and it takes a while to come back from it and you know speaking to some of the other girls who've been through the same thing they've said you know it, it sometimes it might take you two years to get back to where you were but yeah I don't I, I I know that I can do it and we've seen like we've got so many examples of people that have done it and come back stronger faster mm-hmm. than before so yeah no, I've, I haven't ever really considered that to be honest <laughs>
0: I've got a question in terms of how your weeks look at the moment. So are you just full-time mum, full-time athlete, or are you back working?
2: Yeah, no, nah, I'm not back working yet. So, um, I'm, yeah, I, I haven't got daycare at the moment. I'm on a waiting list, but it's pretty hard to get daycare down here as I think it is in most places at the moment. So I haven't gone back to physio, and I, I really want to – if I can try and just have another good crack at running before yeah. I do that, just I, th- I think managing work, uh, yeah, with, with Tiggy and like with it, we you know we've got run strong coaching stuff as well. Like I think I'm, I can sort of make it work that I'm doing enough that I maybe don't need to go back to physio just yet, but I, at some point I will. And yeah, maybe once daycare is available, I might consider it, but I, I'm going to for a little while longer, just keep doing it. The way that I'm doing it.
0: Good call, I reckon. You only live once, and you can work and do all that stuff when you're like old, like I am. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, all right. Do you want to whip through your training week? So this would have been from two weeks out from Launceston to one week out from Launceston.
2: Yep. Sure. So Monday morning, I just ran with the girls in Anglesey. So that was Brie, Lainey, and Cece. Uh, an hour. Monday Arvo, I just did 6.5K on the treadmill. And then Tuesday, I didn't have a session on Tuesday because I'd done cross-country Saturday and then a big long run Sunday. So uh, Jules just gave me an extra day there. So I did 16K in the morning with 10, 10-second hill reps. Um, and then in the Arvo, I did – oh, nothing. In the Arvo, actually, I had to go and get an iron infusion. so. Um, I've got low iron again, so my uh, extreme eating over the last six months actually hasn't helped my iron levels. Cocoa <laughs> no pops. Levels. Cocoa pops <laughs> <Yeah>. no good. <laughs> well, you should have seen the amount of dairy and calcium I was eating. There's, I think that affects your absorption, so I'm not really surprised. Hmm. Um, and so Tuesday I go off. Wednesday morning I did a session with Jules in Anglesey. So we did a fartlek, uh, two by one minute, two minute, three minutes, Three minute, two minute, one minute, or with a jog in one minute jog in between. Uh, yeah, Jules smashed me on this one. I was, I don't know, I just didn't feel very good this day. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't too bad, but yeah, I felt like I my legs just couldn't run any faster, and he was half wheeling me the whole time
1: so
0: Ms, I, got a question, I got a question for you on that so like you as her coach when you obviously want to have you know you want to do the workout yourself at you know your level of fitness and Ellie's competitive and she'll want to try and keep up with you what do you do do you say do you run slower so that she doesn't bury herself or do you tell her to just drop off and not follow you What what happens there
1: mm, I'm not that much fitter than her so on a bad day she uh, will be about even, bad day for me will be about even. On a good day well, for- what
2: about that day when you had to stop? I had a bad Achilles, mate. <laughs> 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 I don't know, <laughs> convenient.
1: Yeah. So sometimes I get injured, um, but I'm quite happy to stay. If I'm feeling good, I'm quite happy to, to, to stay back because I know like me doing a rep 20 meters in front, it's not really helping me that much uh, and it's, it's definitely not helping her. And I think it's quite good, like even for me, just to stay outside that danger zone, which is pushing that little bit harder. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, I could, I do half step her when I'm feeling good, but not to a point, as soon as I, as soon as I start to get the feeling that things are going overboard in terms of her effort, I stop half-wheeling. I, I move back to her spot and allow her to work at her pace. But there were certain times during this where she wasn't working hard enough. And, and I made, like, we ran a bit. I was in front of her a bit faster, encouraging her to work harder. Yeah. Like, croaks, this is a pretty hard workout, right? The one-minute efforts, would you expect the, um, to be able to talk to someone during a one-minute effort of this workout?
0: no not the ones because especially if you're doing it off a, it's not standing recovery is it you're still jogging at a decent no pace it was yeah. a jog
1: right yeah so at the end like probably about the 40 second mark of the first minute rep or the second minute rep so halfway through the workout i dropped her i was wondering why the fuck are we going so slow like i'm not that fit and then she says with me 10 meters in front hey so when are you going away again I'm like, what the fuck? Why do you want to talk to me about this when we're in this – you're getting dropped. I can hear your breathing's very hard, like loud. I'm in front of you. You're clearly not worried about getting dropped and you want to have a conversation with me. Like that was an example to- of someone being too comfortable in that workout and not clearly not sort of focusing. Um, so sometimes it is good to have a coach there.
0: Well, see, look at – so her last one-minute rep was 253k – Pace, but I must mean, and then there's another one there that's like three, three elevens.
1: Yeah, we got we got going on that last round. Mm. Yeah,
2: it's a bit that loops um, very variable as well because it's it's not hilly, but there's a few sort of ups and downs. So you like pace is kind of irrelevant. Like if this, you look at the gap yeah. pace on them, they all kind of are closer together.
0: So do you prescribe? So for this session for early moves, did you have? prescribed paces or and if it wasn't prescribed paces what sort of effort were the one twos and threes
1: nah i don't think i'd have prescribed anything i, th- I think she yeah. knows well enough now like ones are going to be harder than the twos twos are going to be harder than the threes and we got 36 minutes of running so don't cook yourself in the first set and and i'm okay for here like i think i said in the first couple that uh this is all right like sometimes it's okay to work really hard because this is these reps aren't that long so i actually want you working hard in these um mm-hmm. and and i think some we get a little too cautious sometimes we only do two workouts a week so they've got to count the workouts there's no point doing the, like one of your workouts a week that's in a gray zone in my mind you've got to provide stress in that workout and and so i was happy for her to work hard in this
2: and, and these so you- ones i do always find The hardest. Like I feel like this is what got me fit. Um, you know, particularly when I was coming back and before cross country, like this was this was the kind of stuff that allowed me to get fit enough to make that team because it it is like you you do work hard even if though Jules said halfway through he felt like I wasn't going hard enough with only a minute jog recovery between every rep, particularly after like say the three minute reps, you get progressively. more tired and it it does get really really hard
0: towards the end yeah but yeah Yeah, now the jog jog yeah so I do three two ones but often with like standing or like really shuffle recovery and yeah it's a completely different session when you're doing them off a jog you just your heart rate just doesn't come down quite as much
1: yeah and I think that's what we're trying to like we've changed a little bit of Ali's training uh I think I reckon, like, we're not doing as much hard speed work that we used to. I don't think you enjoy it, Ali, and I don't think you ever got that much better from it. I
2: don't feel like it – yeah, I don't – I feel like it doesn't achieve much with me.
3: Yeah.
2: I I feel like this this is a way to get that that effort level in, but I get more out of it.
1: Yeah. Were you doing – you're running 5K pace in some of these efforts – so that it, it 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 I guess you consider it. Well, it's not true speed work, but it's 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 pretty fast stuff. Like if yeah, you're going to go do than 5K pace. yeah yeah if you're going to yeah. do like eight hundreds k reps at five k pace, like it's just a bit shorter effort, but less rest. Um, yeah
2: yeah yeah. Anyway, it was yeah. It was a good one, uh, and then. Wednesday, Arvo, I did a double on the treadmill. Um, sorry, I've just lost my Strava. Uh, yeah, Wednesday, Arvo, double. And then Thursday, I just ran an hour in the morning. I didn't run th- – oh, Thursday. <laughs> yeah, this was a bit of a dramatic week. So Thursday, Arvo uh, – Pia, Bree, Tiggy and I were at the playground and I fell off a ledge and rolled my ankle. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, my ankle was really swollen and sore. So I got on the treadmill Thursday, Avo and I ran about, I think I ran about for about 800 metres and I was, ho- I was limping on it and it felt just really stiff and, like, it wasn't – I thought it might warm up, but it definitely wasn't warming up. If anything, it was getting worse and I felt like I was limping. So I decided to ditch that run and then – just give it a rest and see, try again in the morning. So Friday morning I ran from home and it was actually pretty good. It was a bit stiff and sore at the start, but I'd done like, you know, lots of ice compression and I I taped it before I ran just to give it a little bit more support and kept, I ran on a road. I didn't go on any trails or anything. So it ended up being okay and I got through my run Thursday. So I did 16K and then I did a few surges at the end just to test it because I knew I had a session the next day um uh Friday Arvo six k on the treddy, and then Saturday morning, I met Jules again for another session, so Brett Coleman came along and did this one with us as well. He hasn't done a session in months, but he's just a freak i reckon so it was really more fun.
1: I reckon it's more than months. I don't reckon he'd done a session in years. <laughs> I just don't think he does workouts anymore maybe
2: he doesn't do sessions. he'd done Gelspark park uh relay that was the only sort of intensity I
3: think he yeah. had done
2: um so we did three by 3k and the instruction was don't focus too much on your heart rate i want you to run half marathon effort um so or did you say i could go a little bit harder or did i just Um. think that in my own head
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember saying that
2: so the first one we ran the first one was 324 then 315 then 316 but the first one's kind of uphill second one's downhill and then the third one's pretty even so my like gap pace for all of them was actually quite even mm. uh and yeah this one this one was good i felt i felt good i felt like my legs were better than they felt on wednesday and once i got warmed up it takes me a while i think to get warmed up into sessions but once i got got going i actually felt quite good so yeah, that was good. I don't, I don't know if that's half marathon pace, but We'll enough. find out, won't we? Uh, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Jules also, like, tried to really stir me up after the first one. I think he thought I was taking it too easy on the first rep, so he started trying to bait me with some comments that he knew would fire me up, so then I got rolling on the second rep.
3: It
1: worked. Uh, it definitely worked. Brett Coleman was just running along quiet as a mouse, didn't say a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he wanted to poke the beast either. <laughs> and
2: then Sunday morning, uh, 28K, just loop around Anglesey um, with the group. And, yeah, so that was fun. Uh, 145 for the week.
0: So what's the goal for Launceston and are there any pacemakers?
2: Yeah, so there is a guy from Tassie who's offered to pace me. Um, I don't really know. Like I, I almost don't want a pacer because I kind of want to just race it and see where I'm at. Uh, I I don't know where my fitness is. I mean, I paced Nagoya to 71 before London but I don't know, Jules pointed out to me on Saturday that I might not be back there yet. But I feel like I, feel like I could, like, I'd love to try and run sub 71, basically. Um, yeah. But I'm not sure if that's being unrealistic or not. And it, I don't know, like, Millie's in the race, Tara Palms in the race. Uh, I'm not sure what their goals are. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind just racing it rather than having a pace of it's running a set time because I, I, sometimes I just like to start races and see how I feel. Yeah, yeah. I don't really like having a pace locked into my mind, particularly in a half marathon.
0: So Moose not pumping up a tyres by the sounds of it? She does enough cool. of that herself.
1: <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes I just need letting down a little bit. <laughs>
0: Uh, you're just being harsh because you know she probably beat you at beat you at the moment.
1: Uh we both well, are... we've got
2: a bet on for Gold Coast. Do we? Yeah. Well we haven't got any we haven't actually worked out what the thing is. Yeah, okay. Basically I told him I'm gonna beat him at Gold Coast.
0: All right, well we'll find out the week before Gold Coast once you've decided on what the actual bet is. Yeah, it's gotta be significant.
1: Let,
0: let the listeners he, know.
2: He told me he was gonna pace the other girls to beat me. <laughs>
0: Was that the comment during the session, was it?
2: It was, actually, yeah. You did say it then.
0: I said, I think I
1: said, oh, at what point do you think me and Leanne are going to break away from this pack? (laughs) (laughs) And then Uh, you
2: started reeling off everyone saying, me and and Lisa, (laughs) me and Izzy, we're going to drop you so hard.
0: (laughs) So, yeah. Good week. Um, Thanks. Moose, do you want to take us through
1: your week? Oh yeah, I'll be quick because my I, my two sessions were in this. Yeah. Yeah. So Monday, I um, I got out on a, the paddle board actually. So there the, was good swell, and um, out on the reefs looked really kind of inviting. I'd never really been out there when it was that big, so I went out there on my twelve foot paddle board, which isn't a surfing board. Like they're not designed to catch waves but I couldn't help myself out and I played around for a little bit Uh, and then I so I got shamed into doing this because um, (laughs) I was making fun of Ali because she bought some fucking stupid sleep ring for 500 bucks or something like tells you how much you've slept the night before and um, we both agreed even she agreed that you, you know how much you slept the night before and if you're going to be able to sleep more, you would take that extra sleep no matter what the, the ring's telling you. Like, who wakes up and goes, oh, I probably didn't need to sleep that much? Who on earth does that, Ali?
2: But if the ring tells me I'm not sleeping enough, then I'll make a conscious effort mm-hmm. to...
1: Surely you should be doing that anyway as a professional athlete.
2: Yeah. well, I, I think
0: Jake, Jake Whiteman has one of those I think I saw on his YouTube clip. So if, if it's good enough good enough for a world champ.
1: I think yeah. he's getting paid money, whereas Ali's actually spending a lot of <laughs> her husband's money.
2: How much did your paddleboard cost? Tell us that. It,
1: yeah, well, I've used it quite a bit, especially on this day. You've um,
2: used it once in the last, what, two years? Yeah.
1: Sometimes I just don't put it on Strava. <laughs> 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 I ran in the afternoon, 45 minutes. I was sore. I had some bad doms from Bendigo Cross Country and – The long run. Like I was pretty beat up. Uh went out with or Toby's living in Anglesey now, so I watched him um warm up and then saw a bit of his session, which was good now that I can keep an eye on him. Not that you can do much really if you're out jogging, like runs past. What do you say? How many times can you say good job keep it up <laughs> to <Just Yeah>. someone <somewhat. laughs> it's just a bit ridiculous really yeah you
2: start feeling silly don't you after a few times and you want to say something different but then you know that's
1: going to sound stupid it all too. sounds ridiculous <laughs> yeah i mean it's different to being on a track because he all you don't know what pace he's going as he goes past could be having a blinder of a workout could be having a terrible session you got no idea um so that was that was interesting um I ran, I wanted to get back to an hour a day, did the workout with Ali, actually felt really good. Like, I know, I know we talked about it, but this is, this workout, I was running along thinking, fuck, I'm like, I could change gears at any time and I could probably change. You said
2: that to me. You said that to me multiple times during
0: the workout. He He loves a flex mid workout.
3: <laughs>
0: like in Bathurst that time, Moose, where you go, Oh, did you see that um episode of whatever TV show it was? I'm like, mid-rep. I'm like, fuck, good flex, Moose, good on ya. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't
1: go off it doesn't go well for me very often, so I've got to use it when I can. Uh then and-
0: I noticed here, Moose, you mentioned about the Alpha Flies. I feel like you're you're very fickle with your super shoes. You Like one month you love the Alpha Fly and then you hate them and you love something else and then you come back to the Alpha Fly and you're like, oh, it's a great shoe.
1: 100% I am. <laughs> I'm, I can't work it out. Like I've had – I find real issues with a lot of different shoes and, and they play on my mind when I run in them and then I forget about them and I go back to the shoe and then I've, like, it's like a clean slate. And so I was running along in this thinking, what have I been doing all my life? This is fantastic. Uh, and like, nothing compares with this. There's a reason this is the king. Yeah. And then, and then I, like, I do too many workouts in it and it, maybe it feels sluggish at one point or maybe it starts slapping a bit too, too much. Uh, but when my, like, when my calves are good, it means that I can be up on my toes a bit more because I suffer from tight calves a lot. And so it reduces like, or it changes my running gait. And that's when shoes can start to feel a bit shit. So when I'm feeling good, when the um, body's right, then I can, I can actually get, I can probably make a, I probably, a lot of shoes would feel good when I'm feeling like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a good workout. I ran an hour with Toby on the next day. She showed him a few travels and you, and trails uh, that he hasn't seen so we we ran actually had to go along the gray Ocean road which was a bit shit for a little bit but then we ducked up this track um back oh, through, that's the best through the track. bush it's a good that, one yeah is that
2: the hut gully one uh from hut gully car park
1: no it's from Govo's up
2: oh okay
1: hut gully one is barely there anymore it's pretty much non-existent oh you'd, yeah you're thinking of a different place you're thinking of um No, what are you thinking of?
2: No, I'm thinking of the same one that you ran on.
1: Oh Gavos, yeah, you just had the beach roll. Yeah. 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 Um Yeah, so it's a good track. But coming down it's better because you look over yeah. the ocean. Going up, you're kind of looking into the bush.
2: And you can see across to Aries in one direction and then across to Road Knight in the other direction. Yeah. And it's just you, all ocean. It's
1: beautiful. It's a panoramic ocean view. And the greatest That's my favorite
2: road's... track on the surf coast.
1: Yeah, it is good. Sometimes I go drive to the start of it and just run down and back up again. Yeah. It it's it's kind of hidden too. No one really knows about it. We should we should take the the group long run on it one day.
2: Yeah, I was actually going to do that on Sunday, but we would have had to do beach for a bit and the tide was too high.
1: Yeah, that is was- the problem. There's um there is another track further along. And it's it's way it's way overgrown. It, it's actually at Hut Gully. Um, oh no, it's not. It's not at Hut Gully exactly, but it's about in between those two beaches. That's a good track too, but it's it's harder to um, find. And it comes out on Gilbert
0: Street. Yeah. We've just lost ninety percent of our listeners.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about this another time. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm sure there'll be
1: some that holiday in Anglesey one day. Um, hour the next day that was just myself i think um and then i did a workout uh with ali yeah that that was pretty good i felt comfortable here heart rate showing that it's a bit higher but i don't know rpe was 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 low i think having people around helps that ratio like (laughs) with your heart rate up but you're feeling fine I reckon just being in a bit of a group setting and it being someone else's workout as well makes it so much easier mentally. We've talked about that. Uh, then we went up to um, Noosa. So flew up that afternoon, did not run, got here. It uh, was pretty nice evening when we got here. And then the next day, pissed rain. So I was out in this... I, I did two hours. No, I didn't get quite get to two hours. I did an hour 47 I wanted to do two hours, but it was pretty much torrential rain the whole time I was running. And my shoes got so sloppy that I felt like my foot was moving too much inside them and that my Achilles started to get a bit sore. It just wasn't stable underneath my foot. So I I cut it shorter at 147. Uh, I did a loop, so I went out the National Park through a bit of the Tanglewood track down to sunshine beach ran on like a bike path um back to like the sports fields at noosa did a couple of laps of the crit track just to measure the course um because i was thinking about doing a workout on it later in the week and then just um 900 meters oh yeah it's bloody good too like there's a hill up one side and then there's a sharper hill on that down on the other. So I'm thinking about going there tomorrow, even do a fart look on it. Uh, and then I just ran around the back, but I had the I mean, I put a lot of body glide on, but when you're running in basically like just sopping wet bit of cloth the whole time, I just had some good old chafe, like proper chafe, had no um, headphones. So after I ran out of thoughts, which was about the, um, six-minute mark, all I I could do was hear in my head the fucking play school playlist and, like, (laughs) just over and over and over. It was actually starting to really irritate me. Um, And it was the same song and I couldn't remember the exact words to it. So that was even worse. (laughs) Oh, God, that was bad. But, yeah, that was my week. Um,
0: It's a good week, Moose. First week over 100 in – oh six weeks or
1: so yeah and i did i had two good workouts a good enough long run um and i felt like a bit of a springboard to to being away from the store this week and being able to train maybe a little bit more so yeah so
2: you're gonna double regularly this week or what's your plan
1: Uh, no not regularly that would be silly maybe twice like maybe not maybe on my recovery days i double yeah
0: yeah Very good. All right. I'll whip through my week. Uh, I did two runs on the Monday, so an hour in the morning, 4.15s, 35 minutes at 4.10s in the afternoon with a few strides. Uh, Tuesday afternoon did a session with the group. Um, Yeah, so my heart rate been pretty good. I only had one issue last week and it was warming up on Tuesday. Um, About two minutes in, started to get a bit short of breath and my heart rate hit sort of 160 um at like 4:30 30 kilometer pace um but then i didn't have any more issues for the rest of the week so so what uh, you, session what's was... in
1: your head there just before you go on what's how's that playing out for you are you thinking fuck, i should stop i should go home like what's going on
0: no i, I guess because i've had experience with it now for a while and like I, I think the fact that it follows the same pattern is comforting in a way in that if it happens it's always generally at the start of a run And um, it lasts for like literally 10, 15 seconds where I can sort of feel the symptoms coming where it's like my chest gets really tight. Like, you know, just can't breathe sort of properly. But when, when I'm running like 4 minute 30Ks, it's like, well, it's not a massive issue. And then I look down at my watch and then my heart rate goes from like 130 or 120 to 160. And then 15 seconds later, I'm like back to normal. So I was actually warming up, chatting to a guy and I'm like, and he's just sort of asking me how my heart thing was going. I'm like, oh, hang on a second. I can feel the symptoms now. And then 15 seconds later, it's fine. So, so
1: you so, stop running or you just slow down? No,
0: I just, I just slowed. I just back off um, and then it's fine. And so finish the warm up. And then I'm like, well, I'll do the session. Like, probably at the start of a session, it's sort of back in my mind, but it doesn't seem to be intensity. Like, I don't seem to have too many issues at intensity. Well, I certainly didn't this week. Um, yes, the session was three minute, two minute, one minute. One minute between the reps and then ninety seconds after the one minute rep before going back into the three minute. and it's it's pretty much just standing, um, slow jogging. it's yeah, it's whatever you want to do basically in the recovery. So um, we basically went three minutes because we're, we're struggling to find places that are well lit. So we have we do three minutes out one way, and then we do two minutes back and the one minute back in the same direction. So it was like three minutes with sort of a bit of a tailwind. The two minutes was a pretty strong headwind, and then the one minute wasn't too bad. So I went for the three-minute reps, 312, 308, 304. The two-minute reps, 313, 303, 257, and the one-minute reps, 259, 258, 246. Um, Felt pretty good, actually. Like, you know, all things – like the probably the first two-minute rep was probably the – the hardest one where I ran like 313s into the headwind. But then after that, I didn't feel too bad. It's probably a bit harder than I should have been running given everything that's been happening. But uh, yeah, it was fine. Uh, I did an hour 45. 45- can I just ask yep.
2: one question? So I know you're about to have heaps of tests and stuff done, but do they have any idea what it is that causes the jump? No. Or like, yeah, no, no, no idea.
0: No. no. And I think that's where, I, um, from what I understand, they. They want to try and capture one of these episodes while you're hooked up to like an ECG. Um, Yeah, yeah, because I think that then tells them exactly what's happening to the heart in that instance. So um, So they don't
2: know if it's like your normal heart rhythm that's going really fast or if it's like a a arrhythmia.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, And so actually Brett um, Coleman messaged me, was it? sometime last week with like a link to a, there's a heart rate monitor now that actually has ECG as well as heart rate. Um, like it's pretty expensive. I think it's like 500 US dollars. Um, but that could be something to look into if it continues where, because a lot of the other things that I mentioned last week, like the Apple watches now, I think take like an ECG for like 30 seconds. Um, and this other device also takes an ECG or something like that for like 30 seconds as well, but you actually have to stop and put your fingers on these things. Um, Whereas if you had a heart rate strap and you're getting those ECG readings while you're having one of these episodes, you could then send that data to the doctor and they'd be able to sort of analyse that for you, I guess. Yeah, cool. So, yeah. So, yeah, Wednesday, because I still like plan on pacing um, at Gold Coast, I – Like, I I guess I'm sort of training as if I'm doing a marathon, even though I'm not, like, I don't plan on finishing the marathon at all. So I did now 45, 405s, um, so just under 26K, got rolling towards, so I I hit some decent hills after, like, 18K, um, and I sort of got rolling up those hills and then once I sort of put that effort in up the hill, coming back down the other side, I was pretty much running the same pace, but not having to work too hard. Um, Thursday, just the one run, 35 minutes at 4.17s. Did 35 minutes on the treadmill Friday morning at 5 minute Ks. And then on Friday afternoon, I ran from home down to Yereby Pond, which is where I used to do a lot of my like longer marathon sessions. It's about 4K k around. Um, and I did a 10K tempo. I put the Alpha Flies on for these. And a bit like you, Moose, I don't I don't use the Alpha Flies a lot outside of like races or, you know, a marathon sort of block. Um, I, I just use normally use like the next percent. So when I put these things on, I definitely feel like I get a fair bit of extra pop. So yeah, I did 10k um 32 and a half minutes of so 315s. I actually felt pretty good yeah. on this. Yeah, it was like I felt really controlled, like for eight, nine k, and then it was probably like the last k. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm working like pretty hard now, um, and I probably kicked down a little bit as well, which probably wasn't necessary. Um, which yeah, considering you can
2: see that on your graph,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, do you have a heart rate on? Yeah, I have a heart rate. Yeah, so average like one sixty five. Um, but I didn't have any issues at all, warming up or during the during the session for this one. Good. Yeah, that's
2: good. Good confidence booster that you'll be able to. Handle the pace at Gold Coast, if you yes,
0: because I think it's 320. Well, assuming it's still 72 minutes through half, which it, it might be a bit quicker now that the elite fields are released. Um, I guess I'll find out when I get up there. Uh, but I, I don't think I'm quite as fit as I was this time last year. Because last year I did like 15k, um, pretty much at the same pace, 315s. And I don't, I definitely don't think I could have done 15. Well, I could have, but it would have been like <laughs> all out. Um, anyway, it was it was good, a good run. Uh, then Saturday, I did a double hour in the morning, 412s, 418s for 7.5k in the afternoon, and then did a bit of a marathon sort of specific long run where um, I actually ran with Leanne Pompiani. So, one of your competitors, Ellie, um, she, she only had uh, 22k because she was tapering for uh, Launceston 10. So, um, yes, basically, I did the first 20k with her. Um, And then I was also running with a couple of other guys, uh, Rob and Adrian. So after 20K, we took a different sort of turn and she just ran the last 2K back to the car by herself. So I did 28K at like four tens. Um, I took a gel at 90 minutes, Um, took about three minutes to change into the alpha flies. And then around Yereby Pond did 20 minutes at like 315s or 14s or something um so yeah, pretty much same pace as i did on the uh on the friday and then 10 minutes um yeah like 340s or something to finish up so i was 37k all up at 358 um the how 20 minutes you,
1: um, how come you you did it like that
2: yeah i was gonna ask that too yeah
0: so there isn't so my plan originally was, was to the to do like
2: it's gonna be easy at the
0: end well it was but i was like 2k i was like 2k <laughs> away and i had the and you had the alpha flies on and Going from, like, 315s to, like, 340s actually feels pretty easy in the Alpha (laughs) Flies. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to get back to the car. Um, Yeah, but the reason I did that was because my watch had lap pace and lap time, and so I didn't actually know how long my rep was. So I was like – so originally I was going to do 5 to 6K. And, uh, yeah, so I ended up just, you know, halfway through the rep going, you know what, I'll just do 20 minutes like pretty solid um and like it was hard it was definitely harder than it sh- like was meant to be um I got probably a bit excited after like 10 minutes because you know it hit sort of 3k in just under 10 minutes and I'm like I've only got le- I've got less than 10 minutes to go now I'll kick down a little bit so and plus it was like you know 10 quarter past 10 on a Sunday morning around a pond there was like just so many people walking dogs and prams and I'm just like ah, oh, this is this is not that much fun. But um yeah, it was definitely harder than uh, it needed to be. And I'll do probably in two weeks' time, I'll do like a similar run, but I'll do it more at the pace that I have to um do for Gold Coast. So Yeah, uh, so, do you
2: like to spend a bit of time at that pace to get used to it mechanically or
0: Yeah, like this was in um yeah, like I stuffed this up. Like I was definitely my plan was to run it more between three twenties and three twenty-fives and I take off and, you know, I look down and early on I was like 318s, 319s and it felt like pretty comfortable and then it just naturally sort of picked up when I should have, like I should have been really disciplined in that first K to go, you know what, I'm going to slow this right down to like 325s and then feel super comfy for the whole way whereas it felt comfortable for like 15, 16 minutes and then the last four minutes I'm like, yeah, I've sort of cooked, cooked this a little bit
2: yeah
0: uh, yeah but the next couple it's always
2: because weeks... it's going to be an awkward pace for you to run that's all like you know it's slow like a fair bit slower than your threshold it's sometimes I think when you're pacing it's almost you want to get used to what it feels like because it's mm. not going to feel like you, pro- you probably never run that pace for anything really
0: no it's funny as well because it's like in training I, like I, I fuck it up regularly like I always run faster than I probably should but then when I do actually get to the pacing like because it's obviously a paid gig and you don't want to stuff anybody up it's like I'm like really disciplined with it um like to the point that last year I think it was 70 like it was pretty much 72 through half like to the second um so I think I'll be right you know come come race day but yeah so my plan for the coming weeks is I'm going to do like a 2 by 8 k on Friday but at that sort of 324s. um do, do you think, don't, don't you think that with the
1: announcement of um the big dog ladies coming over that the pace is going to be way faster
0: well i don't know like because yeah so i guess for the listeners out there the elite fields for gold coast got released and so f- on the women's side florence kipligat um has the fastest pb of 219.44 but she hasn't raced since like 2019 she was the 2009 world cross country champion um and she's won two berlin marathons and she's won two chicago marathons but this was all like 2011 that sort of you know pre-super shoes um so like i'm doubting she's in that sort of shape uh the second girl ruth chebotok she won in she won gold coast in 2018 and I I think she would have run a PB on that day, and it was like 225 or 224. She now has a PB of 221.03, and the girl that won in 2019, she's back as well with a PB of 223.14. So it'll be – a lot of the time, though, these girls are just – all they're after is the win and breaking the course record um, for for the bonus money. And so the course record – What's the course record? record? uh, It's like, well, last year, Lindsay Flanagan broke it, so – 224 high okay. and so that's when ryan contacted or when yeah ryan mess, uh, mentioned to me about the pace he's like yeah it's probably going to be around 72 again to set it up for another course record um yeah. but that yeah. being said moose like it's probably worth me you know training a little bit faster in case you know they do want like 70 30 or something you should have
1: just slide yeah. into the um Kenyan Girls DM, see what's going on. <laughs> yeah. I hope Hopefully it's not.
2: it is. Hopefully they do want that though because that's good for the Aussie girls then like because otherwise does that mean that Eloise and that – if are you the only pacemaker or are they going to be?
0: I'm not sure. Pacemakers? Last – yeah, last year they had a couple. I know Scotty Westcott um, was there last year doing it. And in the past they've had a couple like um, they've had like the 72-minute through half and then they've had more like a 74 group. Um, you know but I'm, ho- I'm hoping it's not any faster than 70.30 because I'll have to up all the pin at halfway. <laughs> I won't be able to oh, go to like 30K. You
1: still get paid a bit for that.
0: Yeah, not as much as 30K. Do you know what just
1: popped into my mind? A name yeah. of a runner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Celia Sullihan. Yes. Talk to me about that. So Where's she at?
0: Yeah, funny you mention that, Moose, because I saw something on social media last week that she'd been over in New Zealand. For, like, the last couple of years, I think. Um, but according to social media, she was um, coming back to Australia.
1: Yeah, okay. So she, has she been does running? Does she
0: still run? I'm not yeah. sure if she's running.
1: Wow, she was on fire for a while. Yeah. She was, like, unbeatable. Well, maybe not unbeatable, but she was very good for she a period of time. She ran
2: at Gold Coast, uh, did she run 230 or 229? I,
1: reckon she, I thought she went under 230.
2: Yeah, I remember she was really sick after she had to go to hospital. I think she was she was mm. so dehydrated.
1: She was, she. I think we may even mention like she just had this bulldog like tenacity to her running.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now here it is. So she, yeah, she's been um, uh, she's been over there for four years. Wow. Um, yeah, and she's worked on the like she was in the like COVID front line. So obviously you know healthcare type stuff.
2: I think she's a physio. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. But she, but it finishes with it, but it's time to go home, so she's obviously coming back i'm not I'm not sure how much running she's been doing while she's been over there
1: yeah I think hmm. she won did she win Gold Coast one that year uh, Maybe. she Real
2: she did well I can't remember if she... I, I don't think she, was, she, I, I I don't she, think she won I don't
1: think she won she gold won Coast. Zatapik. He definitely runs out of one. Someone day. find out. Someone do some Googling.
0: <laughs> I'll find out. I'll find out during the show. I'll, I'll look around. Oh, up. So oh. anyway, that was 159k for me. So yeah, That's decent big. decent oh, week. Hundred and fifty nine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Fuck. <laughs> That's huge running.
0: Yeah. So my plan is to do another one or two weeks of that and then back off for a cup for a week. Real good. How many
2: weeks to go, Coast?
0: Uh so it's four weeks. So I'm gonna do yeah, like that bigger workout Friday. I'm going to do like a track session tomorrow, just like 400s off like really short recovery, so not like too fast. Um and then this coming Sunday, I'm in Wagga, So I'll just do like a long run with no intensity and then the following week I'll just do um yeah, I'll do like a harder long run again 2 weeks out and then I'll that I'll just have like a 2 week sort of taper because I'm not uh yeah, I'm, I'm not finishing the race. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, all right, let's thank some patrons. Do you want to go first, Moose?
1: Yep, I have Lewis Lately from the UK. Uh, runs for Herne Hill Harriers. According to his Power of 10 profile, has run the following times. 158 for 800, 356 for 1500, 831 for 3K, 1450 for 5K, 1439 for a 5K road race. So he's moving, Lewis, mm, got well some it. wheels on him. So power of 10, What, like, why wouldn't we find those results on World Athletics? What's the difference?
0: Uh, well, I think World Athletics probably doesn't, like, well, maybe he does have a World Athletics profile, but I think power of 10 captures, like, all club runners over in the UK, whereas I guess you have to be at a certain level to have, like, a World Athletics profile, Oh, do like you? Like, He to, has
2: a World Athletics profile.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, based on his times, like he would. But you know, you could have a guy running 25 minutes for 5K. He's not going to have a World Athletics profile. But he'll, if he's in the UK and he races over there, he'll have like a power of 10 profile.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. That's that makes sense. That's a
1: good idea. I mm. like that. I wonder mm. how. I wonder how fast you have to be to get a World Athletics profile. Like what's the cutoff? It must be a point. Are it gonna be a point system? Like nine hundred points or something, or six hundred points? I don't know. Maybe you that. Email Seb Co. To roll
2: like seven or eight hundred points.
0: Yeah, that's
2: obviously got him mm. over the line.
0: Yeah. Well, if anybody knows, write in. Let us know how you get a World Athletics profile. Yeah. Who you got, you got uh, Ellie?
1: <laughs> oh, that's great.
2: <laughs> um, I've got like, Carly Scary. So Carly ran 17.59 at this year's Richmond Harriers Tiger 5, 38.23. Now, that is not her PB anymore because I know she ran a fair bit faster than that at Albert Park 10K Mm. just recently, but I'm not – Not certified. Sorry, Carly. Not Not certified. certified. Well, she was definitely – Sandy Point certified. I reckon she must have taken nearly two minutes off that. Um, eighty six at Melbourne Half twenty twenty one and two fifty seven at Gold Coast last year. Looks like she has improved a lot over the last three to four years. Um, and one to watch. But above all, Carly Scary is a member of the Pussycats, which is the Geelong Region Cross Country women's team. Um, so yes.
0: Not the pussy not the pussy peddlers? that's so
1: right, funny
3: the
1: <laughs> i actually cut out a bit of your intro when i said that you and Jos were part of the um swinging club in aries inlet <laughs> <laughs> oh, <the> pussy peddlers <laughs> yeah, that's my bike gang <laughs> yeah gang all right so the i guess a lot of our,
2: is l- our cross-country team um and yeah carly we have been lucky enough to recruit carly and some of her friends this year so yeah
0: Good. I can't remember whether you mentioned "pussy peddlers" on like the main show or whether it was a road two series <laughs> <laughs> when you were doing the yeah, cycling with the old ladies. <laughs>
2: they wanted to change the name because they thought it was too rude. And it's <laughs> like no, it's the best.
0: Um, Well, thank you, Carly. I've got uh, a shout out to Art Payne, so I'm pretty sure he's from the UK, and so I found an Arthur Payne on the Power of 10 website. Um, Not sure if it's the same guy, but if it is, um, he's run 17.16 at the 2022 Home Countries International 5K at Cardiff, 36.03 for 10K, and 75.46 at the 2023 Cambridge Half Marathon. So. Thanks to those patrons and all the other legends out there, there'll be a Road to Gold Coast episode four dropping uh, well either tonight or sometime tomorrow once Brady, um, yeah, he's back. or well, he's back from Japan. I'm just not sure whether they're recording tonight or tomorrow. so And patrons also get first bite at the cherry for uh, Gold Coast live show um, tickets, which we'll mention a bit more about that at the end of the show. Head to the Gold Coast for a fast, flat race this July. Whether you're looking for a personal best time or a winter break with the family, the Gold Coast Marathon on the 1st and 2nd July has it all. The weekend of events includes a distance for everyone. The Gold Coast Marathon, CPL Wheelchair Marathon, Assics Half Marathon, Southern Cross University 10k, CPL Wheelchair 10k, Gold Coast Airport 5k and the Health and Wellbeing Queensland 2 and 4km Junior Dash. It's fast, it's flat and it's scenic. Enter now at Goldcoastmarathon.com.au All right, running news. Moose, do you want to start off first with some domestic results?
1: Yep. I'll talk to I'll talk about the uh, New South Wales relays, cross country relays, four by four K. The men's team, Bankstown won, forty eight forty three. They were in front of Randwick Botany forty nine sixteen, and your mob, Sydney uni, forty nine twenty nine. The fastest times of the day were Josh Johnson, eleven fifty four. Ed Goddard was eleven fifty five, and Aaron spiesberg Parker, twelve o one, in the women's. Is that run-
2: is that um the partner?
0: Aaron it is. Parker? Yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: Isn't Aaron Parker that name so familiar? No, not from running. Is that a, is there a celebrity called Aaron Parker? Seems like a celebrity name. Um, in is the that women. Aaron
2: Spiesberger Parker. Yeah,
1: that would be a coincidence. Um, Run crew ran 56.45. So, yeah, it brings up that whole thing. New South Wales are good letting in running groups like that into their leagues. I like it. UTS. What's UTS? Uh,
0: University University of Technology, Sydney.
1: Right, okay. They were second in 58.20. Bankstown third in fifty-nine nineteen. Um so fastest times, thirteen nineteen, Ainsley Van Gran, thirteen thirty five, Jayla Hancock Cameron, and thirteen forty three Georgia Winkup. Cup. It's a pretty good showing for the um, New South Wales athletes there. Like so, some big names came out.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's generally a Pretty well contested um, event that one. So and there's a few people missing. Like Benny Saint was down to run for Run Crew, but I think he may have been sick, so he didn't turn up. But yeah, like the top uh, top fifteen guys were pretty pretty good. Um, like Harrison McGill, yeah, he uh, I think he was like fifth or sixth fastest. And um, uh, yeah, so anyway, and uh, Leonora Gift Moose.
1: Yeah, so actually watch this runners tribe had a uh, live stream going. So we watched, I watched it after the fact. So maybe an hour after it finished, um, Madeline Murray, she won the women's race. So she kicked away, uh, pretty strongly to beat Zoe Buckman in second. Rachel McCormick was third. I reckon she, she started to put a gap on him. Maybe the 1200 meter mark. Um, these are mile races actually. So just to let everyone know, uh, Cameron Myers was the winner, pulled away last lap, went to the front and started to drop him. Um, he beat James Hansen, who put in a pretty solid effort to, to push him. And Luke Burroughs, the, the Western Australian, was third. So this is uh, big-time money out there, Leonora.
0: Yeah, it's like seven grand for the win plus a um, gold nugget worth probably another like five grand or so. That's, that's what it used to be anyway. Um, but, yeah, Cam, like he, um, he actually turned 17 later this week. Um, and so he's still just making these, uh, yeah, like just dominating these grown men. He just, I don't know. just seems so composed in these big races. Oh, um,
1: yeah, he does. That's just like, he's calm. He's, he's tactically smart. Maybe he went a bit hard in the heat. That's probably like the thing I was watching going, "Oh, we didn't need to just smash him all like that. Um, turns out it didn't matter. <laughs> he, he still won the final. So whatever, um, but yeah, imagine rocking up to school just with seven grand win on the weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah, crazy. He's um he's actually heading over to Europe um this month f- for a series of races, so it's going to be interesting to see what he does on the like European circuit over there.
1: Yeah.
2: Is like, he looking to try and qualify for a senior team?
0: Uh, I'm not sh- Not sure. I probably not at this. Um, but who knows? Like the way the the way that he's running and, and the rate of which he's improving, like you wouldn't put it past him to come out and run a three thirty five. Like yeah, yeah. so who, who knows? It's it's certainly exciting. Um, yeah, exciting times to watch. And yeah,
1: I'd say you'd expect him to run that time after what we've seen. I know that's unbelievable to say, but mm. I, it kind of feels like he could easily. Like what's he run three fifty six? For a mile? Yeah. Yeah. That would be similar to 335, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah. I'll try and find out which races he's actually doing before he goes so we can sort of just keep an eye on it and uh, update while he's away.
1: Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that was it.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. I might take us then to probably the, the most exciting um, running news for the week. So it happened at the um, Diamond League. Um, 1,500 women. Faith Kip Yagon broke... Um, De Barber's world record. So she ran 349.11, ran sub two minutes for the last 858 seconds for the last 400. It was really only Laura Muir and Jess Hull that sort of went with her um, from the gun and then the rest of the field was sort of left behind. But then um, Muir got dropped and then Jess was off the back of of Muir. Um, Laura Muir was second in 357.09 and Jess Hull uh, lowered her own Australian record by just over one and a half seconds, running three fifty seven point two nine. Yeah, so she's having an unbelievable year. Abby Caldwell was sixth in four oh one, and Lyndon Hall was tenth in uh, in four oh two. Uh, either of you see that race?
2: Yeah, I watched it. It was yeah, like it was pretty fascinating to watch, wasn't it? I mean, the pack behind that had Abby and Lyndon in it. They were. think they were like 50 meters off the back after what a lap and a half or something yeah because they went through in 62 and it was yeah that you didn't even really see what happened behind for the rest of the race because it was obviously focused on faith but pretty gutsy of Jess to go with the pace when it was Mm. so quick and I think that kind of yeah like she she faded after after one lap she was already sort of dropping off but it was obviously enough to bank time and yeah it was really impressive. She held on really well.
1: Was there a pacer? Yeah. Yeah.
2: They that had a pacer. Uh, I think they had two paces. Maybe one dropped out about 600 and then the other one kept going a little longer, did they, Brad?
0: Yeah, 800. So Sage, Sage, Herder, Klecker, Um, she went to 800. So basically two – so I think they were rolling like 62s for the first two laps. And yeah. then um, Faith, like, the last lap, like, 58 off an already, like, pretty quick, um, you know, first 1,100 was, was really impressive to watch. And I think – She was um, behind
2: the pace lights, wasn't she, with one lap to go?
0: Oh, yeah. Like, her last 200 was just incredible, like how fast she was moving. Uh, and I think Jess, although she sort of was in no man's land for a lot of the race – I think the fact that Mule was sort of tying up and coming back to her probably helped Jess a little bit. But you'd have to think that if Jess was in a race where everybody was running that sort of 357 pace and she's got more people around, like she could run faster because essentially it was almost a time trial for her because she was just on her own, Um, even though it was an Aussie record. Yeah,
3: kind
2: of. But it takes away that there was no messy pack for her. Like she had a lap of sitting on the back, and then, like you said, she had Laura Muir to chase down in the last lap. So the middle bit would have been lonely, but you know, sometimes those 1500s, there's just so much, you know, going out wide to overtake Mm -hmm. people and mess that that can really sort of slow you down as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which is sort of what 1500
2: meter in my life, (laughs) but no idea.
0: Which is sort of what happened in the in the five k. So we had um we had two Aussies in the five k. So um Jack Rayner was pacing, and we had Stewie. And so the plan I think was for for Jack to run to three k in like seven forty five. And so they had a, a pacemaker early on, uh, Paul Robinson I think it was, who was rolling like sixty two second laps. And so they were really strung out. And then he. Um, did his, He pulled off, and Jack was then at the front. And the pace then really yo yo to the point that Jack pulled out uh, probably at about, like, 2.5K. So he didn't make it to 3K. And then once he pulled out, like, Stewie was already starting to fall off the back at this stage. But they went from running, like, 61, 62s to, like, the odd 65. And then Stewie would sort of, yo- like, he'd yo-yo. So when they ran, like, a 65, he'd get back on, then some, they'd pick up the pace a bit back to like a 63 and Stewie would get dropped. Um, so it was it was quite tactical in a way. Mo Couture got the win, 12.52.09, which is a world-leading time. Yomov Kajelcha was second, 12.52.12. And Louis um, Grealva was third in 12.52.97. But it was super super deep field. So guy was fourth. Stewie uh, was 13.23. But there was a heap of PBs and we had there was thirteen guys under thirteen minutes. Um, and Ari Gowie, like we know how good he is. He finished fourteenth in thirteen oh four. So it was um it was, it was pretty much a world it was a world championship final, basically, without Yakin.
1: Yeah, it wasn't it inc- <laughs> Yeah, unbelievable. Imagine running thirteen twenty three and being that far back. Yeah, yeah. It's um, wild. So So what uh, do we think's going on? Like Stewie's had a couple of Average ones now, yeah. Um, Do you know Like, do we know what's happening? Has anyone heard? Do you know Ellie?
2: No, I don't know. No,
0: well, I I thought he bounced back up because that he did that 10k, the Manchester 10k, and so it was like you know, when he when he pulled off, um, was it the Rabat Diamond League after like 800 meters, we're like, oh no, is he injured? And then he he came out and he beat Jack in that 10k ran like what was it 28 low or something so he obviously wasn't injured and then yeah this was obviously below par for Stewie yeah.
2: yeah we were talking about this though on Saturday weren't we Jules like for him now everybody we have such high expectations of him and even like um, to be a tiny bit off his best in a race like this you're just gonna get destroyed because it You know, it was so, so strong, and Stewie at his absolute best obviously would have been right up there, but, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a hard stage to be on if you're just not quite – I think he maybe had – did he have a little injury earlier in the year, and maybe he's just not quite back to his full fitness. Yeah,
1: and you wonder, like, are the Diamond League races like this the best for him when he's not quite fit? Like, say he's – well, say he's in 1320 shape and the race is being won in – in in 1250 um but the rest of the pack is like what 1305 kind of thing um
2: yeah well this is probably the strongest field that's ever been assembled for a that's five that's right year. yeah like
1: yeah, yeah. Never um
2: it gets harder than this
1: it doesn't yeah.
0: seem to get to him though like he's been here before like look at, look at last year you know like he was he did maybe what three diamond leagues in a row where he was just so far off the back over, like, 1,500 and 3K. And then by the end of the season, he was, like, back up there again. So yeah. he's obviously able to put it sort of to the to the back of his mind.
2: Maybe that's what he's doing too, just ra- trying to race himself back to fitness.
0: Yeah, he's done it before. He knows the yeah. blueprint. But as you said, like, in this sort of environment, like, you know, it, you know yourself, like, if you have an off day in in a 5K, like, it's pretty easy to run 20 seconds or so slower than, you know, what you're hoping to run. But when you're in this yeah. environment, it looks like you've had a, like an absolute shocker. Yeah. Whereas, you know, twenty odd seconds over five K, like, yeah, it's you know, it's not ideal, but it's, you know, it's not bad. I'd yeah. He'll be yeah. he'll be back hopefully. He's
2: got he's got plenty of time to get yeah, yeah, get that last bit of fitness back before world champs, hopefully.
0: Just another bit of information I had here was um Safan Hassan. So you raced her in London early how many weeks ago? Like five weeks or so? Yeah. And so she did a double in Hengelo on the weekend. So she ran a 10k in 29:37 with a 60 second last lap, and then less than 24 hours later, wins the wins the 1500 in 3:58. I thought that was a pretty good, um, pretty good double for the weekend. Worth mentioning.
2: Pretty well. How's the double of a 3:58 1500 and five weeks prior a 2:18 major <laughs> marathon win?
0: Yeah, well, all, th- just uh, all three, just all
1: three of those. Yeah, yeah. And what about, um, didn't you have a funny story about her from that race from um, London, Ali? Oh,
2: how she was, what, which one? <laughs> there was a lot of funny stories.
1: <laughs> Tell them all because no race. one, I reckon they were all great.
2: How she was like asleep snoring on the bus on the way to the thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what else? She was telling me in the hallway at the race hotel that she'd only been training for six weeks because she'd been injured. Um, I don't know what she meant by that, like whether that was six weeks of marathon training or six weeks of training. But she was like, yeah, I'm really scared of the marathon. I don't I don't know if I'm going to make it to the finish line. Um, I've only, you know, done six weeks. And uh, what else was she doing? She's, pretty, she's a bit of a character, Sifan.
1: You can tell. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I couldn't yeah, the the stretching stuffing and stretching and then the drink bottle thing was that was probably the best bit though, wasn't it? <laughs> Trying to give that girl a drink. It was just like <laughs> Such a good
0: me, such a good flex. Like,
3: oh yeah.
0: Something Julian would do to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, are you sure you don't
2: want to drink? Come on, <laughs> we've 40k. You must be thirsty. She's uh. <laughs> uh, funny.
0: And um, um, what results have you? Oh, you got another story?
2: Nah, nah, I don't. I don't think so. I'll try and remember some more. But I'll
0: take us, one. take us to Brisbane Marathon Festival then.
2: Yep. So that was on uh, Sunday. Saturday. Oh, Sunday was it? Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, so Jonathan Peters won the men's race, 2:25. 22. Catherine Parkinson won the women's race in 2:45.04. In the half marathon, Jason Hunt won 71.06, and Cassie Finn won the women's race 77.52. So she's obviously getting back into some running. Um, 10K Ryan Gregson in 29.55 took the win, and in the women's race, Tenille Ellis in 34.29. So I think. I think Tenille's a good marathon runner. I think um, she's actually coached by Benita.
0: Yeah, I so, think you're right. Actually, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean Brisbane marathon. It's not particularly fast, is it? Like they run, they run along the river.
1: No, I don't think it's very fast. I reckon
3: yeah.
1: we looked at that in 2021 to go down to uh, as like a tr- like um, in your prep to Tokyo because we were staying in Noosa.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and
1: um, the course didn't look very fast at all. Like there was a decent hill in it. Maybe it. I'm oh, gonna can't remember what point, but I remember thinking there's a reason these times aren't that fast.
2: Yeah, uh, and Rose Davies had a good run in Norway, so she won a 5000 uh, fifteen, five thousand meter race in fifteen ten, which that. It's not a PB for her, but it's not far off her PB.
0: Mm.
2: Is, is she run fifteen oh fifteen
0: oh nine or something like? Oh, yeah, something like it's not much under that. Or fifteen? Actually, Maybe I'll find a bit it.
3: Quicker, yeah,
0: I'll find it out. Um, so but she's in pretty good form because she had that good. Yeah. Um, the three K that she ran in uh, in Japan was also pretty pretty good.
2: Yeah, that was really good. So, like the world champs qualifier is really fast. I think for the five K, it's sub 15 but all of these races that she's doing will be giving her a good point so um i'm not sure where she's sitting in the rankings at the moment but hopefully yeah hopefully she'll get a run in the 5k in budapest with these results she's clocking up
0: 1507 is her pb um yeah. and back to celia sullaghan so she won melbourne marathon in 2017 in 2:29.27. um she ran 230 on the gold coast in 2018. But yeah, she, she's run 71 for the half in Cardiff, uh, 3150 for 10K, and 1534 for 5K. So definitely talented. Be good to see her back. Um, all right, uh, training talk. So, training talk segment is back and it's sponsored by Gold Coast Marathon. Run your next PB at the Gold Coast Marathon in 2023. Fast, flat, and scenic. There is an event distance for everyone from the full marathon to the kids two and four kilometre junior dash. Enter now at goldcoastmarathon.com.au. So with thanks to Gold Coast, we had some listener questions come through. Um, and the one that we're going with today is how far out and how hard would you do a last big long run? Which is well, a good question given we're like four weeks out. We've just gone past four weeks out from the uh, until the marathon for Gold Coast. So when do you do your last big one and, and how big?
1: go on guest
0: yeah
2: um so well the way that we would usually do it i reckon we would do how how, yeah how what are you saying what are you calling your last big long run over 30 case
1: well change this to say when are you doing how far out and how hard would your longest or your hardest big long run would be
2: yeah. So I reckon, depending on what was happening in the block, we'd be doing that uh, four or five weeks out. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Do so was- do you reckon? So so you're saying like peak at four to five weeks out, and then start tapering into the race after that. Like go well, up, like kind of pyramid up, and then come down the other side towards the race.
2: Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Like it, it, I mean, your mileage is still going to be pretty decent up until two and a half, three weeks out. But if, we're, if we were doing a big session that was, you know, 40K with um, quite a lot of pace work in it, then I don't think we would be doing that much closer than four weeks out from the race. But I know that different training groups do this mm-hmm. differently. So I think the MTC guys, they do a big 40K workout quite close um two weeks maybe two weeks out yeah i think it varies a little bit again for them as well depending on what you know how their blocks has gone but i know they do that quite a bit closer um what about
1: yeah, I, we used to do still do three by seven k with two k floats three weeks out often oh, that's, yeah. that's pretty big three weeks
0: out
2: the sunday three weeks before
0: yeah, I would have thought three weeks is probably the most common, like, you know, you you sort of start that taper three weeks out with, like, the Sunday three weeks out being the last yeah. really hard, big, long run, and then, like, two weeks out, you're probably just going back to standard sort of two hours on the Sunday, and then a week out, you're probably more like 90 minutes. That's, that's generally how I program it. Um, I'm not my, sure...
1: Yeah, oh, sorry, go
0: on. Oh, so my last, yeah, so my last big long run for most people is three weeks out, and that will often include um, like 10K at marathon pace after an hour 45 um, to two hours, um, depending on how fast they run and distance-wise. Um, the only time it would be closer than that is if somebody had, like, a really interrupted prep where they haven't, you know, strung together a good, like, Six to eight week sort of period, and they're almost like on the up for the marathon. I'd probably schedule something still pretty decent two weeks out. Yeah, um, yeah. But but not quite not quite as hard as what you do three weeks out, but still something with marathon pace if they haven't had an ideal prep or or they're they're still on the up.
2: I think you need to be a little bit mindful with that one too, though, because you can you can go too far and too hard then to a point where you're not fully recovered from that by the time you get to the marathon. Like you, you hear of people doing things like, you know, 40K tempos and, and really big, um, a really big run where like almost the whole thing is at marathon pace or close to it. And that like, you know how they say that the the fitness you've got is from what you did sort of a month ago, or three, three to four weeks ago, um, you still have to make sure that there's enough time to absorb that, I reckon. And I've, I've, I think people can stuff that up. Like you see, sometimes people will do a marathon uh, as a tempo or as a session four weeks before their actual race. And you know, if they go too hard in that, um, it can they can ruin their marathon and they end up not recovering properly. And yeah.
1: yeah. On the so flip how- side, though, but so if you go out and you do, let's say you change it and go five weeks, that's the big one that we do. That's mentally, that's a month, more than a month, of you mentally tapering, knowing that your hardest session is behind you. Like even if you do have some workouts in, you kind of feel like you're on the downward slide into the race. So I, don't, I, I wouldn't go too far early. I, I reckon if you delay the taper or you 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 draw the taper out too much uh it's problematic but we i reckon we've kind of changed our thoughts a little on this and you still i like to do bigger long runs earlier in the block and then as you get closer towards the race you reduce the length of the run but you increase the 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 tempo and and even i i've sort of thought why am i doing a 90 minute run seven days before the race like why do i need a fucking midweek long like not a a mid long run 90 days before the race at easy pace to me in my head i'm like how do i justify that how is that helping race day so i get rid of that now and we'll do a, a workout a marathon pace type workout for on the saturday not the sunday to give ourselves an extra day as well
2: and in how within how much volume like 20k
1: uh, yeah, like total, maybe 20 K, um, yeah. or even a little less, like 80 minutes worth, mm-hmm. probably, probably 80 minutes worth. And and that's eight days before the race.
2: When, um, when Jules, do you remember when you did that 40 K, uh, like 95% marathon pace run on forest road before Melbourne? Yeah. That how many weeks out was that?
1: That was a month out
2: month okay
1: yeah I got injured from that I remember that oh no I got injured the week after that that but that was probably that probably contributed to my injury the next week
2: yeah it's really tricky because it's like they're two different things aren't they how fast like how what is the volume of it and how hard is it it, because there's such a big difference between doing a 38k run with 10k of effort versus doing a 38k run where you've got like you know 25k worth of tempo work it's yeah it's balancing that volume intensity um yeah
0: i reckon yeah and i reckon there's too many people out there that do the second one that you said like do long runs where there's so much of it at marathon pace like i reckon for me like just before i ran my pb in that whole block at the end of a long run I never did more than 10K at marathon pace at the end of a long run. Um, And so I remember three weeks out I would have done an hour 45 and then I did 10K of 2K at marathon pace, 500 slightly faster then back to 2K at marathon pace. So it was 10K, you know, pretty pretty quick. Like it was, you know, obviously a bit faster than marathon pace for that 10K. Um, But where I sort of – and the reason why, like – the reason why i do those sessions is to practice running on tired legs but where i feel like i prepare overall for the marathon is just the week on week on week of like midweek long runs and and decent volume builds that strength and so those long runs where you're running marathon pace at the end of it is almost just to replicate that feeling of all right what's it like running at marathon pace when you're tired Mm. and you can and and you can get that by doing two hours easy and then doing a bit at marathon pace at the end, not having to do 30 odd K at marathon pace in a 40 K run. Yeah, it's, that's
1: true. It, um, I, I agree with you, especially when you said too many people doing too much time at marathon pace. I see it too much with beginner to intermediate runners who aren't ready for it. Yeah. Like that, that sort of training is for intermediate to advanced runners only. And, and it, they sit like, this is Strava, a Strava problem is that they see this, like, happening across the world and, and, and they're copying it. Uh, and they're co- and it's also, I think it's from inexperienced coaches now because we see a lot of poor coaching in my mind and what they're doing is they're giving training that people have given them. So mm. they're like, okay, well, I, I, I got given this. I ran well off it. I guess I'll give it to the uh, debut marathon and trying to run three and a half hours and trying to adapt it to them. But I don't think it works like that. I don't think running is just, like, ratioed down for a slower person, um, especially when, like, a 35K long run could be three-quarters of the mileage that that person's running that week, which is yeah. the other problem is, like, your long run shouldn't be making up half your weekly volume. That's The other that's thing with those
2: people is, though, their easy run pace and their marathon pace are a lot closer together.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> –
2: Often for them, running marathon pace actually doesn't feel that hard because it's, you know, if you're running, if you're uh, new to the marathon and you're running, um, you know, you want to run four and a half hours or something, the pace that you do it at is, is going to be quite similar to the pace that you're running, yeah you know, when you go out for 40 minutes on a Tuesday.
1: Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Like with this sort of gone rogue on this question. But the other th- mistake I see is coaches giving out distance, um, progr- programs based off distance for some, like without taking into account how slow the person's running. So say I give you, Ali, 16K, that's like, you might run that at 4.30s, get it done in 75 minutes. You give that to someone who's running 5.30s, that they're out there for like 90 minutes or something. Um, Maybe longer, I don't know, or depending on their pace, and so it totally changes the actual how stressful that day is, and 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 it's yeah. it, it's an easy thing to miss for, for a lot of people, but it's, it's it's there's a bit of an epidemic of inexperienced, like poorly uh, informed coaches out there that are trying to cash in on like the kind of boom of online coaching.
0: But it's like anything with these questions; it's really hard to answer them without knowing what else they're doing throughout the week like as i said i have only ever really done maximum 10k of hard running at the end of my long run but when i was doing that i was doing 170 180 k a week um i was also doing sessions of like 2x8k at marathon pace with a k float or you know a big one i did was 2x12k and i was doing an hour 45 to 2 hours midweek so because i was doing all of that volume and a couple of those other marathon-specific sessions that weren't long runs, I, I probably didn't need as much of that marathon pace at the end of a long run because I just had strength anyway. So yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of there's a lot of other factors at how the week you know comes together. Than your just volume's the long run. so high. Your volume's so high. it's
1: it's your volume that's what making you a better marathoner. Yeah. Like in yeah. my mind, that's the that's the key. Well, it's, the long run's great it's the next step after the volume
0: good chat that's a good discussion enjoyed that thanks brad i don't
2: thanks. know if we answered the question at all
0: well i reckon <laughs> you probably yeah like it all comes down to you want to get close to the fire but not burn yourself and i reckon you don't want if you you don't want to go any closer than three weeks like as a really really that's a good hard, as a really really hard one yeah um I think you can still do some longish stuff two weeks out, but not as big as three weeks. And essentially, whatever you need to make sure you can recover in the time, whether it's three weeks or two weeks out. You don't want to bite off that much that you're tired on race day. Yeah. All right, Moose on the loose.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, relevant one for me today or yesterday even, it was 20 degrees. It felt like 21 because it was so humid on my long run, so I'd take off at about 7.30 or so, uh, run into a procession of uh, people wearing puffer jackets and jogging up towards the National Park. (laughs) Keep in mind it was pissing rain as well, and these aren't waterproof puffer jackets. (laughs) It's like Queenslanders have never had to deal with rain or any type of oppressive condition in their life, and they just don't know what to do. Like they go to the wardrobe and they pick out like the stupidest thing that they can find. Because there is nothing worse than running uphill towards the national park here in heavy rain, in 21 degree weather with a in a in a heavy puffy jacket. It, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing, and it wasn't one. It was like three or four on the whole way out there, and there weren't that many people. It was like every third person had a big puffer jacket on, exercising in it. Like when has that become a thing? Also, people running with these big like sweaty um headphones on not like the little ear pods that you run in that kind of like try to disappear into your ear the full-on big cuff ones with like foam padding and sometimes they've got like fleece coverings with a big band across the top like that's not a thing is it running with those but it is here like that's too heavy and also it gets so sweaty and hot in there surely yeah i
2: always think that then do they then use their headphones when they go home and watch netflix or something (laughs) like yeah that would be
1: gross (laughs) it's filled with sweat no no these are my running headphones like the extra thick puffy ones and we'll just save them for our runs where we sweat into them and how do you clean them like it's electronics you can't just clean electronic equipment I think,
0: I think you've been a bit harsh on Queenslanders, Moose, because I think you could, you know, the bit here you've written down, like, ridiculous clothing, you see that everywhere.
1: Oh, like, you don't see oh, that. You don't see that. Like, you're in Canberra, mate. People wearing puffer jackets, they, they've they earned their position to wear a puffer
0: jacket. Well, no, I'm, I'm thinking about, you see people that are out, like, they're obviously not, like, competitive runners, but they're out running in just their general – a tight like general clothes like long pants and you know um polo tops and i was thinking i'm thinking to myself when i see them i'm like if i had to run in that sort of stuff like long pants and like i i would hate it especially when it's like it wasn't it's not even cold
1: yeah there's a bit of a culture now in like trail running where they wear um uh oh what do you call like the checkered shirts what's that called
3: Um, shirt
1: flannelette shirts running like they wear flannelettes and it's like they're cool hipsters and that's what we wear when we go for a run because we don't need technical clothing because like and you think what how uncomfortable would a sweaty flannelette shirt be after like half an hour of running and even today it was quite no yesterday on the long run the most unfriendly people out on the trail were the ones that were wearing hydration vests like the, the trail runners most likely. Like why are they – they're supposed to be a friendly vibe in that community. <laughs> they gave me absolutely nothing. Donuts out there.
0: Um, and uh, I-, I love Moose on the Loose because it's like if you keep Julian talking long enough, one Moose on the Loose turns into about six or seven. <laughs> <laughs> like Just jumps from one topic to another.
1: The old lady hikers, like normally the hikers are the gr- like the grumpiest, but they actually sort of said hello. But as soon as you go past someone with a hydration pack on, no way. You're not even getting a sniff of a smile, hello, acknowledgement. They're not moving over either. Like you have to go around them.
2: Surely the most ridiculous running attire trend ever has been crop tops with long tights, hasn't it?
1: Oh, like don't get in here. So no, sense. this is Lulu. Can't mention Lululemon, Ali. <laughs> don't I'm mention not it. Lululemon. Don't mention the war. We're getting strife here. Well,
0: this was the this was the Brady topic, wasn't it? You couldn't like was it crop tops as the equivalent of shirts off or something? Oh. Remember, remember that oh, one? Oh
2: yeah, he had yeah that became like a yeah. <laughs> I remember that debate. This well, you've is never more done like that. You've never run with a crop top long and type. Yeah. Like, if it's cold enough to wear long tights, I only get the long tights Wait, 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 wait. It wait. is
1: really cold. Ali, I've seen a photo of you running in long tights. and a You're on a fucking cover of a magazine <laughs> running in long tights at a crop top. Runners World Australia, <laughs> 2021 20, <laughs> August. It's different,
0: it's different review. if it's a photo
1: shoot. Mate, she's having a crack at a fashion trend. She was model. on the front cover. <laughs> if, you're if,
2: you're f- okay, if you're going for an actual run.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. You're not an actual runner then. Okay,
0: we'll just backtrack. We'll cut that. <laughs> well, here's no. a question. Here's a question for you on tights. I I've never been able to do even here in Canberra when it's like minus four. I've never been able to do a session in long tights. I just I can walk. I can, can warm up in long session. tights, but I cannot do sessions in long tights. Thoughts?
2: I think in Australia there's never really weather where you need long tights for a session.
0: Mm. Maybe for yeah.
2: I wear them for jogs when it's really cold. But overseas, I think when they're in, you know, minus 20 degrees or whatever, yeah. they'd ha- you'd have to.
0: I couldn't think of anything worse than just getting like hot and just that uncomfortable feeling from trying to run fast in long tights. Whereas, you know, I see people do it, and I'm just like, oh, I'd um, yeah, I wouldn't enjoy that.
1: Now the the new. So Nike have one out called the Aero Swift Tight, and it's the same material they make their air, like their half tight into a full tight. That would be actually easy to do a workout in, mm. I reckon. Sorry, uh, sorry, Ali. New Balance, uh, New Balance pin up. But they do do a good, they do, do a yeah, good tight, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <the Aero> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you want to see some good uh, tights for running, check out my Runners World article. I'm trying to find it right now.
0: (laughs) You got any more um, Moose on the Loose topics or are we heading on to what's coming up? That'll do. We're pretty much done. Um, So, Ellie, you've got Launceston. Anything else exciting happening this week?
2: No, no, nothing this week. Just flying over there Saturday afternoon, I think, and then, yeah, half Sunday, back Sunday night.
0: Good luck. Have you uh, checked the weather forecast?
2: I haven't yet, which is unusual for me. I usually start doing that about three weeks out. Um, It's usually good in money. She's confident.
0: Well, (laughs) last year was like blowing an absolute gale. I remember um, the night before, like Sinead wanted to like have a crack at I think like the Aussie – I don't know if it was Aussie record or the All Comers record or something like that. And then the next morning we woke up and it's like – Wet and windy and cold, and I remember seeing Sinead, she was like just um, behind, like the starting sort of bunting, like trying to just like get out of the wind. And I'm like, I'm guessing you're, I'm guessing you're not going for that time today. She's like, no, nah. <laughs> she was just, just hating it. So hopefully you get better weather than it was last year.
2: Sinead has terrible luck with weather. <laughs> she brings the wind everywhere she goes.
0: Um, yeah, so good luck, and uh, yeah, look forward to catching up uh, on the Gold Coast in a what? Th- Four weeks or so. Yeah. Moose, what do you got coming up?
1: Uh, Just, you know, up here on holiday, mate. I'm going to do a workout tomorrow and I'm going to do a workout Friday and that's it. Hopefully we get some beach time so I can come back with a suntan.
0: Very good. All right. We'll um just rattle off a few things here. So, yeah, we've got Launceston coming up this weekend, Paris Diamond League is on the 9th of June and there's going to be a world record attempt in the two-mile by uh, Jakob Ingebrigtsen. So, um, yeah, watch that on YouTube. World Mountain Running Champs of this week and some information about the Gold Coast Live Show, Moose. We had some info come through today. So, um, as we said before, we're partnering up with Lululemon. Uh, It's going to be a free event, but spots will be limited and tickets will be available next week with Patreons getting first bite of the cherry. The event's going to be held at the QT and there's going to be space and time afterwards for people to hang out and um, celebrate, you know, their races um, from the from that day. There's also going to be a shakeout run on the Friday uh, and details about that will be shared closer to the date. The monthly, which um, I feel like it's been a month <laughs> coming. So that that's coming out, I think, this week with Brady, um, Toby and Christian and, yeah, Road to Gold Coast, Episode four will also be dropping in the next couple of days. So that's it for episode 292. Thanks again, Ellie.
2: No worries. Thanks for
0: having me. See you in a few weeks. See you, Moose. See you, mate. Thank you for hosting. No worries. Can't wait for Brady to come back. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. See ya. Enter the 2023 Gold Coast Marathon now and run your best race this July. 60% of runners achieve a PB at this event, and you can too. Head to goldcoastmarathon.com.au to enter now.